Hello and welcome to a brand new series here at Late Breaking. This is F1 Rising Stars. To provide some context, the intention of this series is to speak to some of the brightest upcoming talent in motorsport, going into depth about how they started racing, their career progress up until now, and what their ambitions are for the future. For episode one of the series, we were lucky enough to speak to Jamie Chadwick. At 20 years of age, Jamie has already been a champion of multiple series and is set to compete in the inaugural year of the W Series. Jamie's passion for racing is evident, as is her maturity beyond her years, but I'll let you find out for yourself. However, and wherever you might be watching, enjoy. So, uh, Jamie, thank you very much for doing this interview with us. Um, going to start at the very beginning. How did you get into motorsport exactly? What was it that inspired you to start karting? <laughs> the famous question I always get asked, how did you get into it? Um, so, yeah, firstly, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, so I fell into motorsport really by accident, to be honest. It's um, a bit of a weird sport to sort of come across, I guess, if you've not got family members in the sport whether that be your parents or whoever else and yeah for me it was very much I was into all sorts of other sports at the time um, and it was literally my brother went go-karting um, when we must have been so I was about 11 he would have been 13 at a friend's birthday party quite quickly caught the bug and yeah I sort of went off to watch him and had a first go in the go-kart and yeah one thing led to another started picking up some trophies and yeah I guess caught the bug very quickly like I said. Yeah. Um, when when do you think it became clear to you that you had a, a real talent for this and that it could be something of a career rather than, rather than just a hobby? Yeah, I think initially it very much was a hobby um, and something I did because I enjoyed it. And um, I started picking up some trophies, but it really was just something I was doing at the weekends um, for fun, really. Um, and I think we took a little bit of a shot at seeing what I could potentially do beyond go-karts which was the Janetta Junior Scholarship uh, which we entered purely by chance to be honest my brother was racing in the championship at the time but um, I really didn't expect necessarily to win it and I went into it um, a little bit sort of open-minded and just to see how it went and yeah came out as a winner of that which then gave me a fully funded season in the Janetta Junior Championship and yeah I guess that's when I started to really realize that this could be a lot more serious than a potential career. Yeah, so um, I mean that leads on nicely. You, you get the Janetta Junior Scholarship, uh, but as I understand it, you had something of a of, of a fork in the road at that time. You had the opportunity um, to to play hockey. Is that right? Uh, to trial for trial for England on that. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, it was a bit. We say it's a fork in the road. To be honest, the decision was quite easy for me to make at the time. But I was playing hockey a lot, and it was a sport that before motorsport came along was something that I really enjoyed doing and uh, was a potential career and yeah I had uh, so at the time I was playing for the west of England and there were the next level up was some England hockey trials where you went to a academy for a few days and those few days pretty much exactly coincided with the days that the Janetta Junior Scholarship was on and yeah like I said to me it was a little bit weirdly of a no-brainer which is bizarre because at the time Although I love motorsport, it wasn't necessarily the be-all and end-all for me. And yeah, at the time, I clearly sort of wanted to do the scholarship and chose that and saw the opportunity that was available to me. And yeah, that was kind of a bit of a no-brainer, I guess. And yeah, went straight for the scholarship. 
Yeah. So you say the decision was a, a relatively easy one for you to make. Once you'd made that decision, was it just a case of full steam ahead with motorsport and no looking back whatsoever? Or did, did it ever remain a part of um, a, a potential fallback or, or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. I think I um, continued to play hockey at school, um, continued to sort of do everything that I was doing. Sorry, normally um, as I was continuing with the motorsport, but um, it wasn't until, yeah, maybe the end of my first year in Genetta Juniors, I really started to specialise in motorsport. And um, I don't know whether fallback's the right word, but I always thought it really helped my racing, me doing other sports and doing other stuff, whether that be hockey or squash or whatever it was I was doing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if fallback's the right word, but it was something I definitely did that I thought helped help the racing. Yeah. Um, so then you, you do get into to the Genetta Junior Championship and you you have your brother as a, as a teammate for your first year. Um, how exactly did that dynamic work? Did it actually, did it help having that kind of a relationship with your first teammate in a, in a single-seater competition? Um, I don't know if help's the right word. <laughs> it was certainly an interesting dynamic. And I think the thing is, is when I first sort of got into it, um, it was his second year in the championship and it was, you know, obvious that, I wasn't going to be challenging him for the championship title at that point. But, yeah, there were times in the year where um, we were required to either work together or for whatever reason, um, I might have gone a bit quicker. And, yeah, my poor parents were put through hell, I think, that year. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't say the dynamic was always the best. But it was good because, obviously, I learned from him. You always want a strong teammate. And that year, um, I still say he threw the championship away. He should have won it that year. So, um, yeah, it's was a good thing for me to learn from him but also having to then go home and sit at family dinner with the person that your teammates with and rivals with uh, could be quite difficult yeah it must have been quite strange I don't think there's too many instances of that in motorsport really um was there a sense of being able to be honest with each other I mean you're you've obviously still got many years left ahead of you in your career but you have had a number of teammates so far um, were you just able to be so honest with them? And, and, and do you think that was something that, that helped you along? Yeah, I think I've always had a bit of a similar attitude with teammates, which is you shouldn't really have to hide anything. Um, mm. Yes, your teammate is technically one of your biggest rivals, but also the person that can help you the most if you get it right. And um, yeah, I've been quite lucky throughout my whole career. Some of the teammates I've had, um, obviously in GT racing, you're working directly with your teammates. So that's a different dynamic and I was really lucky with Ross Gunn when we did British GT but yeah since then in sort of all the single-seater racing and stuff I've done um been quite lucky with the teammates I've had um I've had a couple of fallouts but ne nothing ever ever too bad and I think like I said it's important to try and sort of have a close working relationship with with your teammates because you can fast track your learning and their learning and the team's learning um so easy by doing that Absolutely. Um, so just reflecting on those two years that you spent in the championship as a whole, um, picked up a number of podiums in those two years. Were you happy with how um, you were able to really start your single seater career? Was was that a, a good um, a good starting point for you? Yeah, I think um, in terms of my first year um, in. So do you mean sorry, my first year in F3 or my first year in Genetta Juniors? Uh, in in Genetta Juniors in um in, in sort of 2013 and 2014, yeah. um, I, I mean I I believe you you kind of picked up your performances slightly in the second of those two years, um but 
were you happy with those two years as a whole? Yeah, as a whole, I was definitely happy in the learning that I had throughout those years. The first year I was pretty happy with, um, but the second year um, we picked up a few podiums, but I was actually a little bit disappointed with how the year went as a whole. Um, I felt like that year we should have been capable of challenging for the championship and we finished well down the mid-pack. So um, I think from a driver's perspective, I can throw all sorts of excuses and all sorts of reasons as to why I felt like we didn't achieve what we should have achieved. But I think the reality was, is I wasn't necessarily ready for the level of competition at that stage. Um, we were fast enough in practice. We had the pace and the speed, but um, I'd done two years of karting and then one year of Janetta Juniors and then I was straight into that second year up against the likes of Lando Norris. And I think there were quite a few good drivers in that year. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't happy at the time. I think looking back at it now, um, it's probably one of the biggest learning experiences I've had in my career. Um, and yeah, whilst we didn't pick up maybe as many race wins or podiums as I would have liked, um, I think even looking back at it now, I can be pretty happy with some of the results we got. And I mean, any disappointment from that year that you didn't get as many wins maybe as you wanted or didn't compete for the championship, you made up for that in the following year. I uh, moved to uh, obviously the British GT Championship at GT4 level. Um, uh, before getting into actually winning the series, um, it, it's slightly unconventional approach going up the the ladder at that age. You you see many would go from F4 to F3, and and not many would delve into sort of the British GT Championship. Um, do you think actually going down this path helped you? Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting choice, and one at the time. Uh, caused quite a lot of questions and now you look at the amount of Janetta Junior drivers going off into yeah. GT racing it's huge but at the time um, I didn't have the financial backing to go and do single seaters um, or to do it on the level that I would have liked to have done it on um, there was a bit of backing that I had and an opportunity in sports cars and Aston Martin launched a young driver program and I was coached at the time by Johnny Adam who was a factory driver and um, had an in with obviously Beachstein who was racing with at the time um, and he said come and test the GT4 car that had won the championship the year before and just see how you get on and whilst it a lot of people thought it was quite a big step up to go from Janetta Juniors to GT4 actually Janetta Juniors prepared me perfectly for it and mm. um, the first test went well and it was quite clear that that was something that I felt like would have been a good step to make and um, with the support that, like I said, I had from Aston Martin with the Young Driver Programme and Beach Dean, it was a obvious move for me. Um, whether I was aware that it could have been as successful as it was in terms of winning the championship at the time, I wasn't sure. I just felt like it was a sensible move to make and it was a step up and didn't break the bank, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, how did it feel racing against... Um many older and, and, and more experienced drivers in that championship because if you do go up say formula four you, you're generally racing against people within the same year maybe same two or three years as you uh, but there were plenty of drivers in the series who had been doing it for quite a long time um how, how did that feel yeah i think it was weird again i was sort of unusually oblivious to it all mm. um i think i knew the speed that myself and ross had um and natural speed Ross I uh, still to this day says one of the fastest drivers I've come across on a single lap and um yeah for us as teammates um I knew the speed we had and when you come out of Janetta Juniors I do feel like it preps you pretty well um for whatever you're going to go into next and 
aside from maybe the lack of experience in those cars or um, the lack of years maybe that we had between us, um, I was confident that we had the raw speed um, to make make it happen. And whether, you know, a couple of mistakes in the longer races and the different style of racing um, caught us out, I still felt like we had the raw pace to, you know, get the results on merit. Yeah, and um, you got the necessary results, win the championship, um, and at the same time become the, the youngest and, and the first woman to win the championship as well. Um, what do these kind of records mean to you? Yeah, it's funny. I get asked this a lot, and actually the records don't really mean anything to me. Um, yeah. I think uh, like my outset goal from the outset was to win the championship. Um, if I were the first female or the youngest, it didn't make a difference at the time. You know, i still wouldn't have made a difference to whether I wanted to achieve it or not so it's a bonus it's uh, maybe sometimes the icing on the cake but it really isn't other than a press release title uh, anything that I sort of count as being an achievement I see the achievement being the championship win if that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense um so you move from that series then you do go into formula three in 2017 um what was that transition like from from going into from the vantage into that that formula three car yeah that was actually quite a tough transition to make Uh, a little bit of a baptism of fire for sure i think um i thought it'd be slightly more of a linear step over and whilst i was under no illusions as to how tough a series like british f3 is um i felt like we could make a bit more of a linear crossover but actually it really was a good step up um the cars are quick the downforce the sort of experience level of some of the drivers in there um you're competing against guys with sort of fairly good budget and fairly good pedigrees in terms of their karting and what they've done before so it is tough and the margins are so small that in my first year especially a lot of it was just learning about that and playing catch up I guess so it was a tough year but I couldn't I wouldn't say I even regret it even slightly I think the amount I learned just in that year um, and over the last two three years actually in single seaters has been huge and really have prepared me much better as a driver as a pole package. Yeah, and um, so you secure a top 10 finish in the championship that year. Uh, you move teams, but stay in the same championship uh, last year, 2018. And then you end up winning your first race at that level. How did it feel to, to win at a Formula 3 level? Uh, it was an incredible feeling. Um, that really was something that we had worked so hard for. And the win wasn't the win I wanted, but I think we I would be biased and say this but I really do feel like we deserved a win uh, at some point that year and we got a little bit unlucky at times and we really had been working so hard towards it and the season was sort of drawing to a close that it felt like it was never going to happen and yeah it came at the perfect time and like I said um, you know it's been the goal from the outset you always go and you try and want to win a race or win races and championships and for us to achieve that um at brands hatch was yeah an awesome feeling yeah so um obviously you win you win you win the race in the second of those seasons um but in terms of points your points tally was almost identical between the two years um do you feel as if you you made more progress in the second year than what those points actually show yeah absolutely i think um yeah i I look at the results of the British F3 second season and I really don't feel they do us justice because um, as a team and as a whole, I feel like we made good progress. I think the second year was more competitive, to be honest, particularly in the mid-pack. Um, I remember 
you know, in the first year you could qualify. I would always be in and around the same sort of position, um, even if I was having a good day or a bad day. Whereas the difference between me and having a good day or a bad day um, in the second season was the difference between me qualifying on pole or me qualifying 12th. Um, mm. The margins really were that small. And yeah, I remember being a tenth and a half off and qualifying sixth or seventh at Silverstone and very similar at Spa. So yeah, I think, like I said, I don't think the results necessarily reflect that. But yeah, um, also the full reverse grid, I actually don't think helped us necessarily. So from an outsider's perspective, it looks like we didn't maybe make as much progress as I felt like we did. And um, that's a shame. But yeah, I think there's a championship. It's so competitive. Um, I was really happy with myself in terms of the progress we did make internally. Yeah. Um, so then you go off to do MRF Challenge in Asia um, and involved in, in quite a good uh, title battle with, with Max DeForney. Um Going into that last race weekend, you're a few points behind, but with five races on a weekend, there's so much, um, so many points to make up. Uh, what were your emotions heading into that final race weekend of that championship? And did you feel any pressure at the prospect of, of winning that title? Yeah, I think one of the nice things for me getting into that weekend is I really had momentum on my side and the pressure wasn't on my shoulders nearly much as it was on Max's, I think. So mm. Yeah, he had a much stronger first race weekend in Dubai and I had a much stronger second weekend in Bahrain. So momentum was on my side off the back of Bahrain. Um, obviously, there's a points deficit that I had to make up, but that put the pressure on him. And um, yeah, I knew what I needed to do and what I needed to achieve and things sort of fell my way really nicely in the end of that weekend. And yeah, I guess with the way that the championship works and the five races on the weekend, um, I knew anything could have happened um, to either of us, you know, so um, I didn't feel the pressure as such, but I knew that there was a huge opportunity on the cards. Yeah. Um, so you take three of those final five races and that gave you the title. Um, and I guess that really showed you were able to perform when it mattered most. Um, do you think this is something that bodes well for you when uh, teams are maybe thinking of you as an option later in your career? Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I think, the MRF weekend was nice for me or season was nice for me because um, my whole career didn't really ever show many race wins and it showed me as being, I would say, quick enough on a day when I was um, driving well, but maybe a little bit inconsistent and like you said, not always showing up when it mattered. Um, and so I didn't feel like my career stats, even though with a GT championship really showcase what we could do so yeah I guess the MRF championship um, showed a bit of light on the fact that we were capable of winning races we were capable of um, making it count when it mattered and winning championships which is another big um, thing that's not so easy to do and yeah um, I'm hoping that gives us momentum also going into this year yeah um so yeah leading into this year um the w series um when did you decide to to try and qualify for the series and um and why did you think that was the best choice for you yeah it's an interesting question actually because i wasn't so aware of it to be honest before it was announced um i know a lot of drivers had sort of an ear to the ground as to the fact it was going to be launched but um other than a few whispers here and there i didn't actually know much about it so um, when it was launched, um, I think in my management, um, the guys came up to me and said, what are your thoughts on this? And I said it was, <laughs> it was a terrible idea. Um, 
and then they said no let's have a conversation with them because it might not be a terrible idea and I was still adamant it was a terrible idea and I actually had it fully explained to me and what it actually was and I quite quickly retracted my statement and <laughs> realized it was something that I wanted to get involved with and there and then I sort of was happy to sign a piece of paper to show my interest and show that I wanted to um, you know get involved in the selection process. Yeah, um, so you, you qualify for the evaluation stage, you head out to Austria for that. Um, how, how did you find that process? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, I went there with a really open mind, um, didn't put any pressure on myself, just went out there to see um, what it was all about, to be honest. I knew it wasn't going to be anything I'd done before, whether that be, you know, it wasn't going to be in an F3 car, or it wasn't going to be um, anything that I'd done before, like I said, but it was so different and so um, sort of testing in the sense it was pretend off some of the days it was in snow um, in road cars on slippery surfaces doing all sorts of different um, tests that it was all about trying to find natural talent which I absolutely loved because it showed that it wasn't all about you know who had the most experience in single seaters and who had the most experience in certain types of racing. It was about trying to find the girls that had the most ability to progress in motorsport. And um, I kind of took it as an opportunity um, to do something I'd never done, which involved the cool things like drifting and car control and all sorts of different stuff. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think it was a great sort of three, four days from a um, success point of view. And the fact I made it through, but mainly the amount I learned and the amount I enjoyed it um, really topped it all off, to be honest. Um, and yeah, like you say, you, you do make it through the process and you, you make the, the the final cut for the drivers to compete in the championship. Um, considering how many people applied and how many people went through the evaluation stage, how does it feel that you succeeded and you came out on top? Yeah, I mean, um, I was amazed at how many people <laughs> there were, to be honest. Yeah. Um that applied I think I could have listed maybe four or five female racing drivers that I knew might have applied beforehand so yeah to rock up and meet 60 other girls well near enough 60 other girls was really cool and I guess I think I was always for everything you do you want to do well in and you want to be successful but then part of me actually was also quite excited to see how many girls there were that were fast and capable it was almost as if I was really happy to see that amount of success out there rather than me being like oh I just want to go out and beat them all um so yeah I think to get through and to be now in the top 18 is really really exciting and um I'm obviously you know hugely grateful for the opportunity and now with the racing starting it's when things get serious and competitive but at the time I was just actually really pleasantly surprised about how many talented females that were out there yeah um i mean the series itself um has has got a lot of attention uh, some positive some negative as well um <coughs> and from a few um other female drivers in motorsport uh, the likes of pippa man maybe not been um such a fan and an advocate of the series um why do you think that the series is a is a positive step rather than a negative one i think the way i see it is it's a step um mm. You can argue all day, well, till the cows go home as to whether it's the exactly the right thing to have done, but at least it is something. And we're seeing far, far too many people talking about how they want to get more women in motorsport and 
it's a lot of talk, but this is actually a fully funded opportunity. We're seeing now 18 females racing in Formula 3 level or in Formula 3 cars, whereas before I could list maybe four or five girls that were racing at that level, if that. So, yeah, I guess I see it as a step and something that is positive because it is something. And, yeah, as a driver, it's a huge opportunity. And for me, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be racing in single-seaters necessarily this year if it wasn't for the W Series. So I I can see where people are coming from in terms of why they have their reservations and concerns, but really it is a huge opportunity and something I'm really grateful for. And the series itself is a massive opportunity for you, obviously, but um, that's recently been enhanced even further with the news that uh, is going to be on Channel 4. So you've got a big free-to-air audience that you you will be racing in front of now. Does does this just um, does this just increase the opportunity for you to show the world what you can do? Yeah, exactly. That news that came out yesterday uh, is huge. It's hugely exciting for uh, the W Series and motorsport in general. I think motorsport is a great sport, and unfortunately, it's not always getting the viewing figures that it deserves. And hopefully, this kind of um, platform with Channel Four and the amount of interest it has the potential to generate will shine light to both motorsport but also women in motorsport and the W Series as a whole and yeah with the first race weekend coming up only next weekend I think it's going to be definitely something everyone should be should be watching. Absolutely um, just to wrap things up really looking towards the future um, you have recently been announced as a as an Aston Martin junior driver you obviously have that prior experience with Aston Martin um and where do you see that that partnership going that that um that relationship between the two of you yeah I think the really nice thing with Aston Martin is I've had an ongoing relationship with them um for the last four years now um whether Mm. that be um formalized with what we've got now um as a factory role or just in the background um they've always been so so supportive of everything I've done and yeah, I'll be daft if I can't see my future with them at some point. Um, and I'd love to sort of continue a long-term relationship with them because the guys there are great. Um, they've really helped bring me on as a driver and I've got some exciting opportunities with them this year, but hopefully going forwards and over the next few years, that's only going to expand and I can continue to work with them, um, like I said, on a more formal basis. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for, for doing the interview with us. Um, some great answers from you and um, best of luck for the year ahead. No, thank you. Once again, many thanks to Jamie for being our first guest and we are intrigued to see what 2019 holds for her. We will attempt to make this series as regular as possible, but of course that does depend on the flow of guests. If you have enjoyed this episode, please let us know what you think about it and subscribe for further content. Until next time... Keep breaking late.